Have you heard of the orange peel theory? No, what's that? It's about how peeling an orange is a simple task, right? And some people don't have a problem peeling their own orange, but some people don't really like to do it when mm-hmm. your hands get sticky, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's about asking someone to peel an orange for you, and based off their response, you can learn a lot about a person. So some people will be like, yeah, sure, like no problem, and they'll peel it for you, but some people will look at you and be like, bro, like it's just an orange, like you do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show like, it'll show you how much a man is willing to do for you like you know because it's something simple that obviously he knows he can do it but it'll it'll translate like the love they have for you like okay like yeah i'll peel this for you don't worry about it you know as opposed to maybe if they respond like oh no like what the then in the future when you ask them to do something else is that how they're going to respond because if they couldn't peel an orange for you how are they what are they going to say when you ask them to build your furniture or when you ask them to fucking build a house literally or that's an oil change or something you know like so it's like that's a dating tip A beautiful love language is consideration. When someone thinks about your feelings before making decisions, pays attention to details, and goes the extra mile to make life a little easier for you. How much someone cares about you can actually be found in how much they consider you. Hey bestie, welcome to the Spoiled Girly Support Group Podcast, where we talk about how to get that bag while also securing your own bag. I'm your host, Elle, and let's get into it. On today's episode, we are talking about the orange peel theory and how consideration is the highest form of love, and how knowing this will help you develop your discernment when allowing people to access you. But before we get into it, I need you to hit the like, subscribe, and the notification bell so you never miss a Spoiled Girly episode. With that being said, let's get into it. Bestie, this is what love doesn't look like. Single guys, here's what it's like being married. My wife sent me to the store to buy the ingredients for pumpkin bars. I'm walking the aisles and realize canned pumpkin not on the list. Is this a mistake? Do we already have it? Let's call the wife to find out. She sends me straight to voicemail, shoots a text, can't talk. I respond with my dilemma and continue shopping. Ten minutes later, I'm ready to go. Still don't have a response. Call her again. Straight to voicemail. Can't talk. Text her again. Need an answer. Wait five minutes. Leave. Now, could I have bought canned pumpkin? Yes. But if we already have it, it's going to sit on the shelf for a year. You only use it at Thanksgiving. Halfway home, I get a text. We need canned pumpkin. I tell her I'm gone. She asks, can you go back? No. I called you twice. That was with purpose. You think I'm calling the chit-chat? Hey, haven't talked to you since breakfast. What's up? No. Now my wife is mad at me because she has to go to the store herself. Marriage. So apparently this guy is a comedian, but we're not laughing. All jokes aside, he provided clarity and explained that this video was a rough draft. He was practicing for a stand-up gig that he was going to do. So there you go. Like I always need to caveat these trending videos with it's probably not real, but the way they resonated with people is what's real. Let's get into the comments. Married guy here, you buy it anyway and keep it for the following year or the next time you go to the store, you return it. Nope, I would have bought it anyway. $2 for a can isn't worth arguing over. If you are in doubt, just buy it. You can always return it if you really don't need it. You should have bought it and let it sit on the shelf for a year and just say yes, that's marriage with lesser pain. And I really like this one comment. It takes little to no effort for a loving partner to choose grace in such a simple matter. I know this space is only for the girlies and we like it that way, but it is nice to see positive examples of male behavior. So there you go. Honestly, this is just common sense, okay? We are way past the point of pretending that men aren't as smart as we are or as emotionally intelligent as we are, because they should be, okay? Because we know that it is possible for men to be as caring, considerate, as kind, as generous as we are. 
okay? Like how many times do I have to tell you that men are not dumb, okay? The malicious men, they are counting on us to believe that they are dumb so that they can keep getting away with the dumb things that they're doing. And I've been struggling with undoing this belief that people are just dumb and that's why they act like that. And not just men, but like people in general. Because for the longest time, I subscribed to Hanlon's Razor, which says, never attribute to malice what can be attributed to stupidity. And I don't know who Hanlon is, but he's probably a man, okay? The damage this sentiment has done to me and plenty of other women. Whenever people wouldn't treat me well, I just think, oh, they're stupid, they're dumb, they didn't know any better. They're just not as smart as me, and I should give them grace. I should let them mistreat me over and over again because God blessed me with intelligence. And they are lesser creatures, and I needed to shepherd them to see the light of their actions, even if it was hurting me. Like, no, that is a false statement, okay? Other people's character development is not my task. Teaching people basic human compassion, consideration, basic logic is not our task. But for some reason, we have been taught that we should always give people grace. Never attribute to malice what can be attributed to stupidity. No, sometimes people are just malicious. Okay, so obviously, Handless Razor, it works for a lot of situations, but not every situation, okay? And why is it up to women to perform the labor of being the personal character development rehab for these men who keep hurting us, okay? I've never met a man whose growth, relationally, personally, or otherwise, didn't come from a long line of women who were damaged. It's for this that I have a lot of concern with how men see women and their life, their humanity, as acceptable collateral damage for their journey of self and personal development. When you accept the damaging of other people or the fact that other people are just simply not as human as you are as a necessary component of your growth, then you will always seek that and relate it to how you improve yourself without real regard for the harm it causes. There's a way that men move through relationships where I find they often learn really difficult lessons at the expense of women. And when that relationship becomes too hostile, too resent-filled, um, or the woman kind of shuts down and divests, they move on. And then they kind of integrate pieces of those learnings into their next relationship with a person who doesn't have the same level of anger, resentment, or awareness of their pattern of toxic behaviors. And then when that woman is exhausted or burnt out or angry or resentful, they move on and do it again. And this pattern of learning fundamentally operates on the idea of not seeing women as reciprocal partners in relationship. And so I think my practice of like decentering men has largely been with this awareness, right? I've never had a relationship with a man that reciprocated the level of intentionality, willingness to change, willingness to be apologetic, empathy, and I've often found myself in these really difficult situations of in the shower kind of thinking up different metaphors to explain like the concept of an apology, the red flag of failing to repair, and then the redder flag of failing to repair that failure to repair. Like all of these concepts are things that I've drawn maps for men to understand. I've made lists of what my needs are when, I, when I'm looking for repair or what my apology language is. All of these things and all of these conversations have really landed in pretty much the same sort of relationship for me which is men kind of willing to engage with the concept of these things up until the point where it threatens them, their sense of self. Because when dialogue or the desires of a partner, or the concept of reciprocity threaten a man's sense of self, the conversation is over. And that is when you will find dismissiveness, gaslighting, 
anger, vitriol, negging, and a total depedestaling of you as a partner and a person. I'm not saying that this is every man in the world. I'm saying this reflects the experience of me and a lot of the women and femmes in my life. And I think this comment really resonates that women leave relationships with men feeling like the life has drained out of them and men leave relationships with women kind of more prepared to interact in different and maybe slightly improved ways for the next one. And all of that really relies on the concept that a woman is kind of disposable unless they're in service to the man. And so that innate desire that we all have for a mutual exchange, for a just and fair relationship, for reciprocity to feel like we are in each other's care, to feel like we are giving what we receive, kind of falls apart when you realize that at best, you're kind of a stepping stone or a mirror for the best version of a man, and at worst, you're a threat to his ego and therefore something to be discarded. In a breakup with my ex, I mentioned lack of empathy. The response, why can't you just teach me how to be more empathetic? I felt insane. That's why I had to leave. We're so young and I'm still learning. I didn't want to waste my youth waiting on him to grow up and he didn't understand that. I told my ex that his learning by experience was at the expense of my well-being and he said I was victimizing myself. We broke up shortly after, thankfully. Hearing someone say this out loud is so validating. Thank you. Obviously, it's not an all-encompassing statement and it doesn't apply to every unique people, things, and situations. Okay, no nuance, Nelly. But sometimes, it's not that he's dumb, he just hates you. He hates you, but he doesn't want to leave because of all the benefits that you provide, so he just makes your existence miserable. He's not dumb, he just hates you. And once you wake up to that, he's not dumb, he just hates you, you move accordingly, okay? Why would you be with someone who hates you, okay? Why would you love someone who hates you? That is not love, that is a trauma bond. Whenever someone doesn't treat you with consideration, whenever someone doesn't make your life easier, whenever someone doesn't consider your comfort, your convenience, your happiness, your safety, you need to get the ick. It is a total ick whenever a man comes into your life and he makes it worse. He's not dumb. He just hates you. Watch this class if you want to internalize that deeper. Back to the topic, let's go back to the main video comments. If this is marriage, I don't want it. This is a lot of people's marriages, but it doesn't have to be yours. This is so funny because this is what it's like when I'm Instacart shopping for strangers. Please just marry people you like. He's not dumb, he just hates you. I hope you find time to hold space for each other and heal the relationship. I love it. Let's get into men's obsession with teaching women a lesson. Okay, I would say it's projection yet again. Similar to how men are humbled by women's mere presence, find this desire to humble women back by making disparaging comments about our personality or our appearance, mostly, and our life choices. Watch this class if you missed that. Malicious below bare middle effort men love to teach women a lesson because simply by being with us, they feel schooled. These men who have never learned compassion in their lives, they are humbled by women's innate compassion for others. They are shamed by our innate desire to be selfless and generous and add value to the lives of the people around us. They are shamed by our ability to make others feel warm and welcomed. They want to show us who's who, so they keep trying to teach us a lesson. Not all men. Obviously not all men, no nuance, Nelly. I'm talking about malicious below bare middle effort men. If a man makes you suffer just to teach you a lesson, being with a man in itself is a lesson enough. I'm breaking up with the guy I'm dating because of what he did to me while I was on the toilet the other day. And I'm not joking, like I'm being so serious right now. So I'm at his house, I sit down to take a poop, right? I go to wipe, there's no toilet paper. I'm like, damn, hey babe, could you please grab me some toilet paper? He said, no. 
I already told you that bathroom's out of toilet paper, sorry. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot you told me this bathroom's out of toilet paper. Regardless, could you please just run downstairs and grab me somewhere fast? He said no. I already told you, like, you're gonna have to figure it out. Like, I told you already. So with shit in my ass, I explained to him how he's my only option. I can't walk downstairs and get the toilet paper. He's gonna have to go down and get it for me. He just is refusing. He says no. And then he asks me, did you go number one or number two? Because if you just peed, you can use the towel right there to wipe. I said, there's actually no world where I will be using our bath towel to wipe my ass. No absolutely not and i actually can't believe you just said that to me like i really can't believe that and then he starts ignoring me like i'm like hey please please he's just not responding like he's just ignoring me i hear his phone like scrolling through videos and i get pissed i'm like okay well if you're not gonna go i'm gonna start screaming for help like i'm gonna start screaming he's still your man i go help help me to the neighbors because i'm like bro i need help and he finally fine 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 i'll go what the f you're so dramatic and then he finds storms off goes downstairs he comes back slams the door open and he throws the toilet paper at my head I cried. I did. And no, that's actually one of the craziest things anyone's ever done to me. Even when I fight with my siblings, they still bring the toilet paper. He's not dumb. He just hates you. Girl, run. He clear as day showed you that when you're vulnerable, sick, or something is inconvenient to him, he's not going to be there for you. Run. Yep, run. Might seem like something small, but that shows his character as a person and it will only get worse. She's a runner. She's a track star. Like, you need to run. If he won't do a simple request like that, imagine how he'll be if he needed help with something bigger or more important. I had surgery, husband bathed, dressed, cooked for me, made sure I got meds, he offered to wipe me, and had to tell him it wasn't necessary. Run, girl. She a runner, she a track star. Repeat after me. Dating is observation, not rehab. You don't need to mold him into the man of your dreams, the man that you want to marry. That is not your task. Your task is to observe. Don't try to control the outcome. Just stay in discernment and... Let him reveal himself. If you want to get married, you want to have babies, and for you, it is a beautiful thing. If it is meant for you, it will happen, okay? Stop being attached to the outcomes, especially if it requires the cooperation of other people. You cannot control other people. You can only control yourself. If all these things are meant for you, it will happen, but it doesn't have to be with this guy. You know you're going to get married, but you don't know if it's to him. You know you're going to have children, but you don't know if it's with him. Like, do you get it? Do you realize how freeing that is? To accept that, yeah, you're going to do your best to be a decent human being, to be a good partner, to be a good member of human society, but how other people act towards you is not on you, okay? How your partner treats you is a reflection of them, not you. If they mistreat you, it's because they are broken people, not because you deserve to be mistreated, okay? Just observe. You don't have to beg someone for the bare minimum. You don't have to beg someone for common decency, for consideration, okay? That is not your task. It is your gift to receive in this world, okay? Because you give so much simply by existing. Everyone benefits from you simply by having access to you. And you need to realize that everyone wants a piece of you. And the people who cannot give you anything back, they devalue you so that they can keep accessing you for a discount for free, okay? They're freeloaders. And the moment you cut off all access to you, they crumble. Their life literally crumbles up until they find another woman to latch on, another woman who is also the source. Okay, so this is why I'm so big on waking all the girlies up. I see it as him wanting to have some sort of power over you in a vulnerable state. Run. Girl, just the situation, but the fact that he got angry and hit you with a toilet paper, this is just the beginning. It starts with throwing soft things, then it's dishes. Dating is observation, not rehab. Back to the main topic, consideration is the highest form of love. Is it really flowers and dates that you want, or do you just want to feel appreciated and considered? And I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting flowers and dates and that kind of attention in your relationship. But I want to tell you a little story about myself that 
made me realize that it had nothing to do with flowers or dates. The relationship that I was in previously, I remember constantly having that battle of, you don't buy me flowers anymore, you never take me anywhere, you never do anything with me, and almost begging for those things to be done. And we all know that by the time those things are done from us voicing how we feel, it feels so inauthentic. And it's like, I want you to want to do those things. You know, you, I want you to want to buy me flowers. I want you to want to take me out. I don't want to have to ask for those things. And when I started dating my current boyfriend now, he asked me a couple of weeks ago, he was like, do you like flowers? And <laughs> it like popped into my head that I was like, I mean, I don't not like flowers, but I don't think it's about the flowers. Like, I don't, I don't think you need to buy me flowers. I think I just like feeling appreciated. I think I just like gestures that make me feel that you thought of me or you considered me or I was just on your mind that day. And it's so crazy to me because I was such a big like flowers and dates girl. Like it was, it was like something that I was like, I thought it was such a problem that it wasn't being done. And it's like, now that I look back, I realize like it was never about that. And now that I see it now, it's still not about that. It's more, or it is completely about, again, just feeling considered and like someone's thinking of you and they're, they, they want to make you feel appreciated. They want to make you feel heard. They want to make you feel seen. So it's like, it was never about those things. And I, I get to feel those things in different ways every day when he comes over and restocks my groceries or does the dishes while I'm cooking dinner or will just send me like reassuring texts throughout the day that he's thinking of me or he misses me or he loves me. And it's just like, you don't, I, I never needed the flowers. I never needed the dates. And I don't really think anyone actually does. And those things are so nice. Again, I'm not taking away from them. I'm not saying that they're pointless or that they serve no purpose. Sometimes the, they are what makes you know that they, that you were thought of that day. If someone comes home with flowers or texts you and is like, let's go out to dinner tonight. Like I want to take you out tonight. But I just don't think it's always about that. I, I do think that those things are nice when they're happening, but I think when they become things that we start asking for and we start begging for, I think it's deeper than that. At that point, I think it's no longer about the flowers and dates. I think something else is missing. I think there's a, the piece that's missing is, again, lacking the consideration, lacking not feeling valued or not feeling thought of. So those things are nice, not knocking them whatsoever. I think they're a really adorable part of a relationship. I think they're really beautiful ways to show consideration and to show love. But I think when you're hitting a point that you're begging for those things, it's not actually those things that you're begging for. Let's get into the comments. I don't know what hurts more knowing they walked past flowers and didn't consider me at all or that they did and chose to not get them. It's never about the actual flowers. I don't care if you actually don't like flowers. Find the exact type of flowers that you like, okay? It's true that it is not about the flowers. The flowers are a physical, concrete, tangible manifestation of his care and consideration. Fresh flowers every week, every now and then, for special occasions, for no reason at all. For the mere fact that the sky is blue, it's not a lot to ask, okay? It's the bare minimum. Told my ex to buy me a candy bar and he couldn't grasp why it was so important. It's the thought, bro. Been feeling this way for five years, I'm tired of begging. Here's something a man taught me. You don't negotiate minimum wage, okay? So if you find yourself begging for the bare minimum, begging to be treated with basic human decency. He's not dumb. He just hates you. You can do better when you realize that you can do better. When they take candid pictures because they cherish memories too. The flowers are beautiful, but his way of showing true love, care, and compassion is what makes him a keeper. If you can give yourself the compassion, the consideration, the care, and attention, and if you can give that to others as well, it is not too much to ask to find someone who does the same for you. 
Okay, it is not too much to ask to find someone who is your equal. I would always hint that I wanted flowers and I liked them and was told I'm just not into romance or anything like that. But when we took a break, I got flowers. And to be honest, I didn't appreciate it. I didn't take care of them. Because why now? Why not when we were together? The exact reason why I tell you not to engage with malicious below bare minimal effort men who make you suffer, who don't benefit you in tangible concrete ways, it's because the malicious ones love to devalue, dehumanize, and exploit us. I get called a man-hater, even though I love good men. And my prime offense is I encourage women to avoid malicious below bare minimal effort men. But the women-haters, the men who really hate women, their prime offense, they physically and emotionally hurt women. When women hate men, they avoid men. But when men hate women, they access women and hurt women. Okay, that's the difference. And then when we withdraw from interactions with men, they find other victims. And they also attack the other men who get female attention. Like, make it make sense. They hurt us because they hate that they need us. And when we leave them because they have been hurting us, they realize just how much they need us. Just how much we perform for them. Just how much we benefit them. And so they come crawling back once they are cut off from the divine feminine. Because they crumble. Literally, they lose everything. When a woman who is in her divine feminine, when she leaves a man, up until he finds someone else to latch onto. That is our power. And I always tell you this, you are the source, you are creation, you are the prize. Everyone knows this, and the people who want to exploit you for being the source of all their desires, but they have nothing to offer you, they make it their life's mission to devalue, dehumanize, and exploit. Okay? They are working overtime to make you forget your power. And the moment you step into your power as a woman, watch how everyone acts accordingly. Once you cut off all access to everyone who's draining you, watch how they act accordingly. Everything that you have been begging, the bare minimum that you have been begging for, they will go above and beyond that once you cut access. So you need to realize that you are the prize. You are the source of all their desires and you need to act like it. Bestie, wake up.